And we are live. JT here. Welcome to The Huddle. The Huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. It's to learn more about their journey to greatness. Why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. I want to take a moment to thank you. Whether you are watching on Facebook or on YouTube, or whether you're listening to the audio on the podcast, thank you so much for being here with me and my special guest today. And here's my friendly reminder to you. The mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. So my challenge to you is to go all in on this conversation, to remove any distractions, and get laser focus on the here and the now. And I guarantee you, you will gain a valuable nugget of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. I've been looking forward to my conversation with my special guest today. Uh, Before we went live, I was just, uh, we're chuckling and who would have thunk 20 plus years ago that we'd be here having a conversation about his journey to greatness and just all the lived experience, wisdom he has gained in his last 20 plus years. Uh, My guest in the huddle today is currently serving as the head speed, strength and conditioning coach at Total Package Training Center. Uh, He's also serving that role uh, with the London Knights and he's also doing some great work uh, with the ASAD Academy in London, which again, we'll dive more into. My guest in the huddle today is Trevor Williamson. How are you today, brother? I'm great, man. I'm happy to be here. That was quite the intro. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, hey, you know what? You, you, you got a lot of experience that I feel people can learn from. I know you got lots of wisdom that you can share with people that will help them be successful in sport and in the game of life. So, uh, you know, uh, it required a, a, a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, before yeah, we I'm get happy. kicked off, pun intended, uh, I just want to take a moment to count the blessings. And for me, counting my blessings is a daily practice. Some days I do it better than others, but I do find the days where I'm most intentional, most consistent with counting my blessings. I do find those days feel a little bit more calm and peaceful. And I'm a big believer that the biggest blessing you can give anyone is your time and energy. So I just want to thank you again, brother, for blessing me with some of your time and energy today. Right back at you, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate being here. Yeah, I love that, too. That's great. Okay. So one of the things I like to remind others and myself is that life is a game and games are supposed to be fun. I had a coaching colleague that you also had the pleasure of working alongside, uh, who would remind me that, hey, we all have these things that make us unique and different, so celebrate them. So I'm curious, what's an interesting fact that maybe a lot of people don't know about you that you'd be open to sharing with our community today? Um, Growing up, and even still a little bit, I've always been a big video gamer. Um, and that's something that like a lot of my athletes probably don't know. Um, they always see me in the gym and I'm always like, just so like my, my life is like performance training and making people better and getting them to the next stage. And 
uh, people don't like think about what I do outside of here. And like, even all of my like best friends that I've met over the years of my athletic career, like we still get together every now and then play video games. And it's like a, a nice little like unwind a little bit of like a fun time. We kind of chat. You might not see these people other times. And uh, that's always been like a undercover gamer kind of thing for me. Um, that like whole competitive athlete spirit transfers over to some of those too. But uh, yeah, that's probably like the biggest thing that people don't know. Okay. I'm curious, what is, what's the game of choice right now? Oh man, right now, like a little bit of Call of Duty still, that was always the big thing, like growing up playing football. Um, I did play a little bit of like League of Legends as well. That's like a computer one. Um, but those were probably like the main two, lots of Call of Duty. Like okay. big time but then of course like your nfl your nhl like always always getting into some heated heated games with those but uh <laughs> yeah that that honestly is just like a really fun way to just stay in touch with like all the friends that i i wouldn't normally see as well it's fun i love that and i love how you're using the word fun uh yeah. so i'm curious you know, you've obviously had a successful career. Uh, you were first a high-quality athlete, right? You're a Western Mustangs alum. And then you transitioned into becoming a high-quality coach, right? You know, specifically working and to supporting people uh, as a head speed, strength, and conditioning coach. I'm curious. Sports obviously played an important role for you in your life. What is one lesson, and again, I know there's many, that you find that you've taken from sport that you find yourself still applying to your life today? Honestly, I think one of the biggest things for my day-to-day -day is just like accountability. Um, yeah. Holding yourself accountable. Like there's always, like you said, there's things that you want to be thankful for, but then there's also things that you have to do. And the accountability aspect of that is massive. Like I am responsible for so many people's career now. And there's always like little tedious things that you need to do that come with that. But at the same time, like you're thankful for having the opportunity to do those things as well. So like, that's a good reminder that I have where it's like, you might be tired. You might be like, you've had a long day and you still have a couple things that you need to do. And hmm. um, you're like, you know what, man, like I'm in this industry. I am so thankful for the opportunity to work with the athletes that I get to work with. And then you just kind of remind yourself that and you're like, you know what, I do love what I'm doing. There is a lot of extra work that you go home at the end of the day with, but you just remind yourself of that. And you're like, you know what, you, you kind of like refocused, rechanneled. And um, yeah, man, like that hard work and accountability thing. I think those will take you very far doing the little things right. Just over a period of time will really help you kind of pave your way. And I love that you share that. And I'm sure, again, you, you're blessed to work with a lot of high quality athletes and high quality coaches. And it's interesting, right? Like, again, what I really heard was this idea of, you know, that accountability. It's understanding that your journey to greatness is not all sunshines and rainbows. Will there be days where I'll feel like that? Absolutely. But then you do have those moments where you're feeling tired, you're feeling frustrated, maybe you're feeling a little bit more stressed. But again, that willingness to sort of like buckle down and, and do the work is what yeah. separates good from great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just like, like you said before, but like recentering your focus too, where you're like, you know what, like take a step back, take a couple deep breaths, like think about like how many people would kill to be in this position. And then you're like, you know what, like I've worked so hard to be here. And again, that kind of like motivates, right? Like it hypes you up a bit and you're like, yeah, this is, this is, I love doing this. And then you just needed that like quick little refocus and you're back at it. Yeah. 
So I'm curious, again, you work with a lot of high quality athletes, and I love that you talk about accountability, because I do feel like that's one of the values of of working with a high quality coach, is that they're going to help you get clear on what your goals are. But then they're also going to be the first to cheer you on, put that arm around you. Hey, great job. Keep, keep pushing. But they also have that ability to kind of, when you need a kick in the arse, they'll be the first to, Hey, you say you want to go here. This is what needs to be done. So I'm curious, what are you finding as you work with high quality athletes in terms of their willingness to, for you to hold them accountable? You see a wide spectrum. You definitely see a wide spectrum. And I know you know this from coaching as well, but like you'll see the guys that are, they're talkers. And then you'll see the guys that they are the complete opposite end. And you don't have to look at them one bit and they will do everything perfectly. And then again, just like the, the path that you can see guys take as they're younger and they might kind of take some things for granted. And our job is like, not just to coach them, but to like kind of educate them on the process and be like, you know what, you need to enjoy this. Every day is not a grind. Like you have to enjoy the little things to get better and like buy in. Um, And we always have this talk about like being your own CEO and like you are allocating the time for your priorities, right? Like you're your own boss. I can't, I can't put you in the NHL and have you just be there. You need to dedicate yourself to like proper recovery, proper nutrition, sleep, hydration, like all of these other things. Um, and you, you really do see a lot of different kind of levels of where people are at and helping them understand how to get kind of on that track. And then the really nice thing about our culture and our gym, we have like generation after generation of like those younger athletes who see all the pro athletes that we train and they set such a good example for these younger kids. And they're always like, I want to be like that. We'll see them coming into the gym, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes ahead of time to work on the things that we tell them to work on. And we'll see that. And again, the whole accountability thing, if anybody's like ever, ever late, which they rarely are, you'll have like all the pros being like, oh, I guess what time does, uh, you know, eight o'clock workout start, but it's like 805 and they're like giving them a hard time. And they're like, dude, right now there's traffic everywhere. So everyone's leaving really early, but it's hilarious to see like the self-policing and regulating in the gym. And it's just like that, like brotherhood friendly, but everyone kind of motivates everybody. There's no like rivalries in the gym, even though we have basically our OHL program has guys on like every team. So there's guys that kind of battle each other all season. And then in the summer, they're like brothers. Um, But yeah, back to like seeing the whole process, it's, uh, it's all over that place, man. But seeing these kids mature and then turn into like those young men, young adults, and then watching them go pro is like the most rewarding thing. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I love that. And I, and I really heard from you, you know, this idea of like behaviors, right? Like, and again, as athletes move up and coaches move up, everyone has, everyone's ambitious. Everyone's driven, right? That open-mindedness, I would say that's the work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, But what have you found, like, in terms of the relationship between consistent focused behavior and performance on or off the field or on and off the ice, on and off the court? Oh, it's huge, man. Like, it is huge. Once people, like, really buy in, their progress goes through the roof. And then you, you really do notice that. And then when we work with, like, a lot of these guys will have, like, NHL players or, sorry, coaches calling about certain players. 
And then we'll have that chat where like, Hey man, like if you want to play in the NHL, like you need to buy in and make this your profession. You think that's what you want to do. So seeing that kind of like relationship unfold and really mature and like watch these guys, like be like, Hey, what can I do better? Like, what am I doing? Well, what am I doing bad? What can I improve on? And you'll see a lot of these guys really mature in that aspect where they're like, I need to work on my weak links. I don't want to just like come in here and do what I'm good at. Right. Um, and we love to expose people here. <laughs> like, yeah. again, we want to like, we want to make sure that they're the most well-rounded athlete they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, yeah, you really do see that happen pretty quick when they see like all these other older athletes in here and they're like, okay, well, like, I want to be like this guy. What does this guy do? His behavior, his habits, how his work ethic, the fact that he's never resting, like he's never on his phone he's never doing anything. Um, he's just working hard. And like working smart too. Like he does technique perfectly. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, whenever we do like tempo work, you're, you're making sure that everybody's on it. Everyone's doing it properly. Um, and then again, like the hard days where we have like those conditioning workouts and people, it's the stuff you don't want to do. Right. And um, yeah, guys are just getting better and better all the time at kind of regulating themselves. And like, it takes a, it's a process, but yeah. uh, seeing other guys like help each other out along the way, give them encouragement and, less hand-holding, I guess. Yeah. Well, I love that. And it sounds like this idea of, you know, it's being all in on all parts of the process, right? And it's interesting because I think anyone can be all in on game day. Like that's that's the fun, that's the easy stuff, right? That's the party. But again, can you be all in on all parts of the process? Can you be all in on those Fridays where you don't Mm -hmm. really want to do the conditioning? Can you be all in where, hey, I'm going to go to bed an hour earlier than go out and party? Or, yeah. you know, with nutrition, with the foam rolling, like you said, with the stretching. So I love those simple reminders. Yeah. And that's a big quote too. Like, so Jeff Watson, uh, the Western strength coach, who like I learned a ton from, he would always say like, the thing that separates like a good athlete from a great athlete is doing the things that you don't want to do versus doing the things that you want to do. Right. So like you said, the whole picture of like, man, I really suck at this, or this is a really tough exercise. And you're like, I don't want to do it. Like maybe I cut my rep, like two reps short, or maybe I like half it a little bit. And you're like, no, you have to hold yourself accountable. And again, like you do that over the course of a year. And that's a big change versus if you're that guy that's cutting it short constantly, you're missing out on a max amount of benefit. And then again, that's like a slippery slope as well for your nutrition, for staying up late, for going out, for, you know, discipline. It's just, it's crazy, man. You can see it go one of two ways. Uh, We're fortunate enough to have like all of our guys pretty good. And they, again, they've seen the culture and we've built it up pretty well here too. So nice environment. So I'm curious, like, you know, you've mentioned the culture, right? Like it's, it sounds like it's a culture where, you know, people pray, you know, they acknowledge when other people are, you know, given their best, you know, also acknowledge when maybe people need a loving kick in the arse. <laughs> yeah. You see the culture of praise and celebration of others. Has that been something intentional that you and the team have worked to create? Or was that just kind of like you just showed up and people just figured it out? Yeah, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm always like a pretty positive person, like good high energy. And I love to conduct my training sessions like that. Like I never want to be that drill sergeant that guys are dreading coming into the gym because you want to make sure everyone's enjoying it, having fun. And that again, will help them kind of buy into that program, buy into that process, enjoy the process. And then when you're enjoying something, you're going to get way more out of it than when you're just dreading it. Um, 
And again, like when I started at TPH, again, we had guys from every different team and just like the way it kind of worked, everyone's kind of energy and um, the way we all kind of like conducted ourselves with one another really turned into a family like pretty quick. Um, it's a little bit cheesy, but like we call everything like the TPH family. And it really is neat to see guys like you don't hate each other in the season, but if you're going at it pretty hard, right? And then they, they see each other right after and they're all shaking hands. They're like, oh, I miss you, dude. Like, how are you? Like, how's everything going? And that kind of like camaraderie of like basically a brotherhood, right? Like everyone wants everyone to succeed. And a little bit of that, I guess, is just from the coaches and seeing how we act with each other. And then um, I guess it all just kind of started to flow and people saw it and they loved it. And mm-hmm. it just carried on that way. Love it. Uh, so I'm curious, you know, your journey has been interesting. Again, I've had, you know, I've been blessed to be able to watch you. You know, we were talking before I come out of line. Like, I still remember you being a ball hawk safety in junior football, you know, a, a few years ago and watching yeah. you sort of transition through high school, through Western and kind of what you're doing now professionally. So I'm curious, what has that process been like? Because in the last few years, your role has shifted at TPH, right? Like you have stepped more into an even bigger leadership role where, like you said, you're more accountable to more athletes, more coaches, more programs. What has that process been like for you? Uh, It's been really exciting, but really scary at the same time. Like the whole, um, just like the opportunity is so exciting to me, right? Like I love it, like more on my plate. I, I have like more kind of like personality and everything. Um, I definitely have way more work as well. Um, but I was really nervous about like t- taking the lead role. And I'm like, you know, like I- I've been very confident at what I do. And I-, I know we do a great job and we've had an incredible track record with our athletes going on to their combines or the like just the next level for whatever sport they play so that part is always like comforting knowing that we do a phenomenal job um but yeah man definitely nerve-wracking like when you step in and you're like this is the unknown right like you a whole bunch of new experiences um and then just way more responsibility as well but you get to meet so many cool people along the way uh i remember i had couple of my first calls with like NHL strength coaches about calling about their clients that are training with us in the summer and they wanted to see our program they wanted to make sure that we're like completely taking care of their athletes it's a big asset for them right and they want to make sure that they are getting everything they need to be set up for the most amount of success so I remember like my first phone call with a couple NHL strength coaches I was like I'm real nervous but uh yeah, after they like looked over our program and they were like, yeah, like we have a lot of overlapping stuff. Like our philosophies are very similar. And I'm like, yeah, like we've been doing this for a while and we've had a very proven track record. So that part is definitely way more comforting when you actually get to talk to them and you're like, okay, like we're, we're good. We're good. Everything's fine. I knew that, but you know how it is. You get a little yeah. bit like in your head and you're like, um, but it, it's been amazing. And I'm so fortunate for the experiences and the opportunities that I've had. And I mean, I've, busted my butt for like the last 13 years in this industry so um time flies but uh yeah it's been amazing man it it truly has been amazing like i i love coming in here every day all the different people you meet and then they just keep coming back as well because we've done such a good job (laughs) we've done such a good job with them like over the course of our career that they crush their combines and their fitness testing and then they're like you know what i'm i'm coming back here forever and then uh, 
that's the really cool part too is like our program just keeps growing and growing and you just get more athletes coming in here all the time um yeah. and like because we don't really advertise either and it's just each year like it just kind of grew in size grew in size and grew and here we are <laughs> yeah and you know what i love and and it i love that you provided that reminder that any time and, and i had a great coach you know, more on the business side of things that would often talk about like these C-type goals. Like a C-type goal is something that's going to stretch you, right? And you're going to be energized. You're going to be enthused because you're going after something big that's that's near and dear to your heart. But at the same time, it's also like you referenced, it's also going to bring up feelings of, you know, where you feel scared. And that's how you know you're going towards something meaningful and relevant. So I love that you shared yeah, that. Yeah. And I also love how you, that reframe where it's part of the process where when you're going somewhere new and rising to your next level, you start to question like, oh, do I belong here? Like, who am I to do this? But then you reference back, you, you start being like, well, you reminded yourself, hey, I have been doing this for 13 plus years. I have helped and served these athletes and helped them achieve their goals. It's all good. Yeah. So, so I love, <laughs> I, I love that, again, you can see the mental performance side of things, sort of like that, the, that mental condition you have in these practices yeah. you have. Yeah. And again, that's like the times where you got to take a step back and just kind of <laughs> take a couple of breaths and you're like, man, you know what? I'm, I'm damn good at what I do. Like I, I need to get that confidence back up. And like, sometimes I am a little modest or a little humble about things. Yeah. And, and then again, you like look back at what we've done and you're like, yeah, like we belong here. Like this is, this is us. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. And again, that's the, that's the power of like looking at facts, right? When you speak in terms yeah. of facts, I find it it's very challenging to feel like an imposter, right? When you can say, I've helped yep. other people do this. I have helped myself do this. You're speaking from facts. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. So I'm curious, you know, I, I know a big focus and this is, I know one, we, we've had a connection for many years, but then, you know, I know during my last three years at Lucas, we started to have that connection between, that's when ASAT, right? And I think the acronym does stand for Academy for Student Athlete Development and Athletic Development. Yeah. Yes. Good. Uh, one thing, one thing <laughs> I loved was just this focus on, you know, whole athlete development, right? Like developing the whole person, a lot of functional movement, like helping to develop well-rounded, well-balanced athletes. What have you noticed as that has become more ingrained? Like, what have you noticed after a few years of really developing this model that sort of blends high-performance athletes, but then also high-performance academics and life in general? Yeah. So for, like, the first part of that, um, seeing all, like, the functional movement, like you touched on, I love seeing these athletes get better and, like, just more coordinated. And, and again, we touched on this before we started, but, like, the whole physical literacy of everything um watching these people just become better athletes at everything not just like one sport specific thing where again they're almost like monotonous or robotic and they can only do that specific sport skill to even be able to do everything as well as feel better move better like just when you feel good training is so much easier and then you recover better and your mobility is phenomenal so like just making a whole well-rounded athlete has always been something we kind of we prioritize in um, and the other part, like the whole like academic side of things as well. Like I love seeing these guys get like, or guys and girls, everybody, um, really get their academics taken care of and feel comfortable and confident as well as like learning, um, making sure they're, again, they're ready for the next level of college or university. 
Um, and we talked about this before, like we've seen so many athletes that are incredible at their sport, but then their academics just fall by the wayside. Um, and again, I think that does make you like way more well-rounded. And again, back to the accountability thing, that will make you a stronger person. It'll make you more mentally strong in the gym as well and in life altogether, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's been a really unique process to see that whole package as well as not just sports only and who cares about the rest, right? Like good luck. But so that part's pretty, pretty cool. And I love that. And again, I love the approach. And one thing that really caught my attention, I remember again, you know, we have a mutual friend, uh, Keith Hurd and, you know, Keith and I would always have these discussions, right? Like I would go in his classes, we would talk like all things life. We would talk about training, nutrition. And I remember when he showed me kind of like this checklist that you had for all the big functional movements and you mm -hmm. broke it down to the simplest movements that if you want to perform, let's say a squat, you need to do A, B, and C. You need to prove that you can do A, B, and C, and D first before you even put a bar. So I'm curious, like what, what was sort of, I feel like that's kind of counterintuitive, right? It's again, teaching boys for 15 years. And, and <laughs> I've, I've noticed that sometimes there's a bit of, I want to do certain movements before I've done the basics. What have you noticed with sort of that emphasis on, you know, basic physical literacy, basic movements, let's create a foundation first. Man, it is incredible to see the progress somebody can get with a good foundation first. Um, and shout out to Mitch Stewart, who is the, another one of my best friends who I worked with here. Uh, we both kind of created that together. Um, and again, just building that foundation. And one thing that you'll see, so athlete one, maybe they don't have a good foundation. They're already pretty strong. But athlete two, who starts down here and he's like, oh, you know, I want to I want to touch the barbell. I want to start lifting. But they don't because we're like, you need to earn this. You need to like, again, show you you're dedicated. You want to get better at this. So they keep working at that. But their exponential growth, they're going to pass this person big time. Because once they get to a certain point, so let's just say we're talking about a back squat. And person A is failing on certain things. Like they can't engage the core properly with a certain load. Or maybe they're like dipping forwards. Or there's some sort of failing flaw in that lift. Where person B, who's been working on those fundamentals and progressing as a full rounded athlete, is now able to keep loading that bar and get bigger, get stronger, and easily too. Like we always say getting strong, not very difficult, but like getting strong while moving efficiently, while staying like powerful and feeling good is that's the tough part, right? The stuff that's monotonous, that's not the exciting, flashy Instagram stuff, the, but that is the most important stuff. And after we kind of made that and had all of our athletes, like from professional to amateur, go through that to like, buy into that system of I need to be good at the fundamentals and build up that foundation for everything. Not only are they stronger and better athletes, but they feel amazing the whole time. Like we, it's, you can never like fully prevent an injury, but you can help prepare your body for those awkward movements or situations. And seeing the difference of that versus a lot of other stuff is, is a massive difference in our experience. So it sounds like this idea of like, you got to feel good to play good is very mm -hmm. much part of what you guys do on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Good functional movement. Cause again, like we see this with, with athletes that end up coming to our gym all the time where they've been to it somewhere else. Um, there's a lot of stuff where you're like, you should know how to do these things. Like it's, it's very surprising. 
and or like you like don't know how to hip hinge properly or like you can't engage your scapula or like you your your positioning is just off and like their whole like body awareness is is not there and the better you are at knowing your body position the easier you can kind of activate these things or be strong throughout that range of motion and be stable and that makes a big difference in sports as well mm-hmm. so from your experience again working with high quality athletes right all the way from grassroots high school youth sport to the pros um are the highest performing athletes typically the most open the most coachable in terms of getting feedback from from you and the other coaches oh yeah yeah, it's incredible. Like, and and they know. Um, at at the point for a lot of these NHL guys, they're like, I need to feel good, and I need to be able to play all of these games, and I don't want to miss a single game because, again, like the salary is on the line. There's a lot of factors that go into this, and they want to have a long playing career where they feel good, they feel healthy. So a lot of it is like balancing those like postseason injury, not injuries, but like, you know, the things that happen where you have one hip flexor that's tighter than the other for hockey or like one side of your obliques is firing and the other side's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so fixing them up, but then increasing performance at the same time is feeling good. Um, it, it's been a, a real game changer. And you see the older guys really buy into that. And then it's like that trickle down effect of like, they're like, man, you need to be doing this. This is very important for you if you want to have a good like successful but also a long playing career um and that's been again just that goes to our culture of like constant encouragement reassurement and making sure that the younger athletes are kind of following the right steps you know i I love that i love how it's like you know you're taking a look at the whole athlete right like you're looking like what is it this athlete needs like where do we need to focus what do we need to sort of create some balance and harmony back into Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I know that there's, again, high quality athletes, like they have the ambition, they have the drive, they're willing to put in the reps and sets. And I find sometimes that it's that idea that more is better, right? Like if, if 10 games is good, then 20 games is better. So I feel sometimes this, this, this grind culture is, is, is sometimes very prevalent in sports. So I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts are you noticing in terms of, I feel there's more of a push to early specialization versus this idea of like physical literacy, like developing the whole person, like long-term athlete development. Yeah. Um, so perfect example of that was my first couple of years here, we had this incredible trio of athletes and they were all hockey AAA players and they played everything under the sun they were basketball they were tennis they played golf they played literally everything basketball the more skills you can acquire at a younger age the the better like and then again you said like a lot of hockey specific stuff these kids are now just playing purely hockey and they're doing it year round and they do miss out on a lot of different coordination skills um and those three hockey players that we had ended up being the first overall pick for the OHL, the third overall pick and the fifth overall pick. And they were incredible. They were best friends. They trained together and they could do anything. Like you could put them in any sport and they were incredibly good because they had like very good physical literacy. They were very coordinated. They could move incredibly well. And like, again, they were very creative in their movement too. It's a, it wasn't just like a stiff, rigid thing where you see a lot of people are like, oh, I need to put my kid in hockey immediately when he's like six. And then you're like, he's going to play hockey for the rest of his life. It's like the more skills you can acquire, the better. And I love it. Again, again, it comes back to like 
physical literacy, right? LTAD, right? If you, if you take a look, like the more patterns, the more gifts, talents, and abilities that you can strengthen and develop, it's going to make you a better athlete. And I think the other benefit, and I, I feel, I'm curious your thoughts. I think even just having a mental break away from your sport is something that, especially as with mental health and wellness being such a focus, I feel giving permission for, you know, high quality athletes and coaches to take a breath away from sport. That's important. Oh, it's massive. Like, I love that point. And it's so true because we'll see athletes who, let's say like the first group is pure hockey 24 seven. They feel guilty when they're not practicing that hockey skill every single day. And then they're like, man, like my hands are getting crushed from like shooting and stick handling. And you're like, you need to give it a break. Like you need to do other things. Um, and then the other group that, again, like you said, that mental break from that gets you hungrier the next time you come back into the gym as where like you could easily just fall into that slippery slope routine of like, oh, this is a grind. Every day is a grind. I have these checklist things I have to do and I'm not enjoying them. As where, yeah, you get a little bit of a break, you can unwind, you can decompress, and then you're better at it the next time you come back. And you, you have that high level of enjoyment, you've bought in, and you're like excited to get back into that instead of feeling like that, that grind where you're like, I don't want to do this every day, right? So yeah, I think that's very important, the mental side, big time. Yeah, and I love it. At the end of the day, you know, hearing you share, it's like, you got to love the process. And if you truly love the process, it doesn't have to feel like a grind all the time, right? Which I think is the balance. Does it mean you won't fall into the grind? No, there are days where, or moments where we all feel the grind, but then you can release yourself from it really at, at, at any time if, if you shift your perspective and mindset in life. Yeah, I, I completely agree, man. And like, I, I was always that way as an athlete myself. I tried to play as many different things as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny, like I, I think back on this and, and whenever I talk to athletes about what we just talked about, like multi-sport. So when I grew up on uh, Strand Street in London, Ontario, I had probably six or seven good friends on, on that court or on that street. And we played everything under the sun every day after school. And all seven of us went on to play like a different university sport. We had like two baseball players, two uh, football players two hockey players and one basketball player. And like, we all played everything. And I, I really think that helped all of us just kind of move on. And it was really interesting to see. And I still talk to a lot of them today. And we're like, man, like Strand Street was legendary. Like everybody, everybody moved on. It was the after school special sport crew. And yeah. here we are. Like everyone's just, yeah, it was good. Okay. okay. So I'm curious, you know, you, you've, you know, I know a focus in the past has been around, you know, hockey, right. And, and working with high quality athletes, right. Again, from the grassroots all the way to the pros. The interesting thing is I, I know now one of our, our, our mutual connections, Eric Anderson, right. Uh, you know, reached out and said, Hey, we're, we're doing something different now. So I'm curious, what inspired you to sort of come back or, or sort of shift focus a little bit to helping and serving, you know, uh, people that want to be great, you know, if football is their primary sport. Yeah, I mean, that's always been a goal of mine. Because, uh, like, yeah, growing up, I was always a football-first type of player. It's always been my passion. Like, football, just the game of football, all of the training, the speed, the agility. And I feel like all of those things have really helped me in my, my coaching career as well with different speed and agility techniques and coaching, um, as well as, like, doing it myself to understand it, going through all that process, and then 
transitioning that into coaching, that's always been a passion. So as soon as I was approached by a couple different people about like, hey, you need to create a football program. There's there's a big demand for this. Um, it, it took me a little bit to, to find the time, but I was like, I really want to make this a priority. And I was like, yeah, we're going to launch a football program. And like, again, like I'm very connected with a lot of football people here. They're like, man, it's about time. Like, what have you been doing? Like, we've been asking you. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it's really exciting. It's always been my number one passion and uh, the game of football, just the, the everything about it, man. I love it. I love it so much. So for me, it's always been something I've wanted to do. And now that it's actually happening, um, we're hitting the ground running and we're going to have a, a pretty high successful football crew full-time with between ASAD football Academy and then our like summer football training as well. Um, yeah, we're, we're thrilled. We're thrilled. And we've trained football athletes over the years, but we've never had an actual football program. Yeah. It's always been a bunch of different, like we've had some universities, some D one, we've had uh, a bunch of people just kind of come in here on their own for like private sessions, but we've never actually ran a, a program. We've always talked about it, but yeah, now it's finally happening. Yeah, no, and, and I love that. And again, I love it because I know what you and the other coaches are about, right? Again, you know, we we go back, I know some of your other coaches, you know, we go back as well. So I just love that you're stepping into it, right? Because yeah. it's a need, right? Especially in London, because I, I think it's, it's interesting how, and this thoughts are sort of popped up to me, like life's all divine timing. And I look now with London, sort of the high school sort of coming back to one league, it's interesting because London has a unique challenge in the fact that there is such a strong high school football culture and they are playing eight, 12. Like if you are running the table, you're playing eight to 12 games during the fall, right? That's just games. You had in practice. And then there's also this, there's like two travel football teams. So, so you have this one where essentially you could play tackle football, you know, 24, 30 weeks out of the year, but I feel like the challenge is it's helping them to understand that that's that that that's a tough goal. You need to put in the reps and sets from the speed, the strength, the conditioning to actually give your body a chance to do what you want it to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, yeah, like you said, like you could be up to like 30 weeks. Like that's so much football. Um, and again, just like the stress on your body. Like that's that's a big stress. And being able to like train and program and, and recover like it's it's so important because like you said the game of football in london has really really gone through the roof um just the quality like the coaching like every every team has a good coaching program like and just to see that kind of develop and grow over like since when i was in high school it, i love it like it's so cool and i still talk to like my coaches and everything and I, I love seeing how far it's come and how much more seriously people take this and they want to get better. And we've had a bunch of people go play university and division one and just to watch everybody kind of expand that growth is, is phenomenal. So I'm, I'm really excited to kind of be a part of that and help facilitate that to get people to the next level as well. That's always such a cool thing, man. It's <laughs> so cool. I love the energy and enthusiasm. And that's one thing I've always loved about you is, you know, even going back, like you're always fun to be around, right? Like I, <laughs> I just had this vision of, I still remember coaching this like 14, 15 year old that just has a big smile on his face. Like is absolutely, if the ball's up in the air or there's a receiver running across the middle, I kind of know who I'm taking on that sort of like on-field battle. But I love how you have this joy about life. So I'm curious, 
there is a lot of speed, strength, and conditioning training out there. And I know you're a pretty humble guy. What would you say is, is something that, you know, would separate? Like, what do you think is about TPH? Because like you said, you, you don't advertise a lot. Like a lot of this is word of mouth. It's referral. What, what do you think would be a difference that would maybe separate TPH as being a good destination for, you know, football player that's maybe wanting to, you know, train and develop as a whole athlete? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing is attention to detail. Like all of those little coaching cues, um, like for example, if we look at pro agility, um, we're definitely like one of the best pro agility places you can go. So when I send somebody to the NHL or CFL combine for pro agility, they are always, or almost always like top five. So this okay. past NHL combine, um, one of my clients set the NHL record for pro agility. He was first place on both left and right sides, And that rarely happens, but he ran a 4.01 and a 4.04 laser time pro agility, which is incredible. Um, and for the last 10 years basically anytime i've sent somebody to do pro agility or like any sort of speed testing they are always top five and i've had the first place i think three times um and it's just again like little attention to detail like i could spend a full week just talking about pro agility and like the interest intricacies about it and the stride positioning your body positioning your joint angles and i think that's really what separates us is like that small attention to detail Versus other places you could go have like a great speed workout. You're like, oh man, that was so hard. You're like, but did I learn anything? And you're like, well, like, did I? I don't know. Um, as where we really try to educate the athletes as much as we can. So it's like, I don't want to train you for the rest of your life. Eventually, like I want you to like go out and know how to do these things. As well as if I send you to like a D1 school, you're going to be smart enough to know how to help yourself while you're there. Mm. Um, instead of just constantly relying on people and maybe you're doing a certain rep or you're running your 40 time or whatever, your key drill, your pro agility. And you can kind of like self-analyze and you're like, man, what would Trev say if I was doing this right now? And like, it's funny because when I teach it, I'll ask them, like some of my athletes as well. I'm like, okay, like let's point out two things that this person did well and two things that they did wrong. And I want to try to like teach them as well, right? It's like a learning opportunity at every rep, not just for you, but for the people going as well. You can learn so much about it. And like, when we do that, people are like, wow, like you really take this seriously. And I'm like, well, that's what I do for everything. Like we do that for yeah. all aspects of coaching, right? But um, yeah, man, the attention to detail, I think is the biggest thing that sets us apart from other gyms. Okay. I love that. And there's a few things that jumped out. I mean, I, I feel like I could just listen to what you just shared there and, and break that down. Pick <laughs> out so many nuggets. The first thing I love is the fact that you spoke in terms of facts, right? Like, hey, at the end of the day, this is what we have helped our clients do, right? We have helped them perform and run these things. So I love just that common confidence, right? You're speaking yeah. from a place of truth, right? Facts yeah. are objective. I also love the fact of you talking about this idea of like attention to detail and you're helping to train these high quality athletes because again, that's the difference, right? And you think back to education, the difference between being able to regurgitate something on a test is very different than you being able to explain and, and teach it to me. So I love of the fact of you're, you're sort of challenging them in a loving way. To, okay, let's break this down. Were they doing well? Were they not? right? As a way to teach them the power of objective feedback. Yeah. And I love 
most importantly, how you said, you don't hope that they're going to, that they're going to move on from you. You know, they're going to move on. And I want to make sure that you have the skills that when I'm not there, like you're the hero of your life, right? Yeah. I'm just like a guide. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, man. And like, we always joke, I'm like, man, I'd love to see you for the rest of your life. I'd love it if you came back and once you're a pro and you join our pro summer program and everything, but it's like, realistically, there's a lot of different aspects that happen. Like, you don't know what city you could end up in. And we're pretty fortunate that a lot of guys moved back to London just to work with us. But yeah, like, I want to set these athletes up for, for success in their life and in all aspects, right? Like, for sport, for everything, make them a better person. And yeah, it's like, I want you to think about the philosophies that we've taught you along the way. And when, whenever I'm doing stuff, like, I still remember, like, Jeff Watson being like, hey, <laughs> this wouldn't fly <laughs> like you know you gotta you gotta focus on that and, and it's just like a nice little like reminder too right and then like you'll like talk to that person you're like hey man like how's things going and like a nice little reminder like i was doing pro agility today and i was thinking about you or like i was doing this bench workout and i was like i got a text yesterday from one of my good friends who's now like an nhl agent and he was like dude he's like i just hit this brand new pr that i haven't hit ever blah 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 like and i thought about you i had to let you know i'm like dude i love that <laughs> that's great um, but yeah, it, it's, it is really cool. I just, I love the whole process of it, man. Yeah. Oh, you can tell. I mean, I can yeah. feel the energy. I can see the smile, but you can feel your yeah. enthusiasm to like, just like you love the process. Mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm curious. I know I, you've piqued my interest. Like I'm like, I know I've been able to watch close and from afar. I know there is someone out there, some ones that has totally you piqued their interest. Uh, what is the best way that people can learn more? They can follow you. They can kind of just see, you know, is TPH a good fit for me? Yeah. What, what's the best way people can learn, follow, or even connect with you? Yeah. So um, our Instagram right now is probably the best way. And we've been a little bit more involved in that. Um, and I believe it's total package SSC. Let me just double check here. Um, and we usually try to post like educational things as well. Um, yeah, it is total package SSC. Um, and that would be like the best way to sort of learn about it, kind of see us doing our craft. And then we have, we also have like totalpackage.com. We have like a full website about that, but to actually get a look into the gym and the training atmosphere, like our Instagram is a pretty good insight into that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, just like anytime anybody wants to talk, on there like i'll answer the dms or they my phone numbers are all over the website as well um and i always enjoy chatting with people and kind of telling them about our process and i, I have no problem teaching people and if it's any questions at all i love it i love it okay well i'll be sure to share the instagram handle and the website in the description either on facebook on youtube or on the podcast mm -hmm. uh trevor i just want to take a moment to acknowledge you I, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you for the great man you are, you know, the great husband, the great dad, the great teacher, coach, mentor, but more importantly, the, the amazing human being you are. The one thing that I've been reminded is just what an infectious energy and enthusiasm and passion you have for life. Like just being around you, just seeing that energy, that big smile come across, it just reminded me that... I don't know, when you play the game of life with that energy, that enthusiasm, that passion, it's always going to lead you to beautiful places. So thank you for pro providing me that reminder. Hey, you're so welcome, man. You're so welcome. A lot of these things are philosophies you taught me, man. Yeah. yeah I, I appreciate it.
I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. I'm going to take a moment to receive that. So thank you. So folks, Trevor drops so many valuable nuggets of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. But as I'd like to remind you every week in the huddle, knowledge is potential power. It's the consistent and focused application of great knowledge that actually creates great results. So my challenge to you is to take one of these valuable nuggets of wisdom and go apply it to your life today. And as I remind you every week in the huddle, you are deserving of greatness. You are worthy of greatness. You are greatness. And my only ask from these conversations, if it resonated with you, if it touched your heart, then please share it with a friend, a loved one, a teammate, just someone you feel that needs to hear these encouraging words. The more people we have listening, understanding, and applying these positive, inspiring, empowering ideas to their life, the more blessed this world will be. As always, I love having these conversations with you in the huddle. Have a blessed rest of your day.